0: Hey friends, welcome to episode 145 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Swift. Thanks for joining me today. It's so great to have you. And today, we are gonna be talking about how we were created to play. And what if parenting could be peaceful, purposeful, and playful? And have you ever considered play as being just as important for adults as it is for kids? Well, today we're chatting about how we were created to play. My guest this week is Joy Wendling, who is passionate about helping moms enjoy parenting as they teach their children about Jesus and disciple them. But she's also passionate about reminding us we were all created to play and we can encounter Jesus through play. Her name fits her perfectly. She is just so full of joy and she is joyfully taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. So, if you need some refreshment, encouragement today, you will find it here. You are in the right place. And I know what Joy shares is going to encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So, stay tuned for that, friend. And also, I want to invite you to check out DaraSwift.com, click on some of the resources, and join my newsletter. So you'll get updates on when my Bible study, Surrender the Joy Stealers, Rediscover the Jesus Joy in You is releasing because my subscribers will find out firsthand and I want you to be there too. So friend, stay tuned for this show. You're going to love it and you won't want to miss it. Joy has amazing things to share with us today.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.
0: Welcome back. I am excited today about the show. You're going to love it. I have my friend with me, Joy Wendling. She lives up to her name. Let me just tell you, she is so full of joy. It just, like... Is, is just overflowing. She's an author, a speaker, she's a parent coach, and podcast host of Playfully Faithful Parenting. She founded Created to Play, and I love the tagline on her website. It says, Play More, Parent Better, Christ-Centered Motherhood You Can Enjoy. But this episode is not just for mamas, although mamas, you will be blessed, but because we're all children of God, we were created to play. Right, Joy? All right. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you. I'm excited to have you on today. I'm
1: so excited to be here with you, Doris.
0: Um, This is such a cool concept and something that I've never thought about. You know, I think people, oftentimes you'll run into that too, you know, think that playing is just for kids or when we're playing with the kids, but it's not really for us, it's for them. But that's not true. So I would love if you would share a little bit about your story, how God laid this message on your heart, and where you're taking action, where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect.
1: Yes, uh, I love that. I've been thinking of those words as I've been praying for our time together. And just since I met you, um, just those words and how God really does work powerfully when those things intersect. So I, um, have always been a perfectionist and a rule follower. And so growing up, I knew who Jesus was, but for me, I only understood that it was part of the checklist Mm -hmm. of things to do to get into heaven was love Jesus don't drink, don't smoke, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things that I had this checklist in my head of things I had to do. And in college, I was introduced to Jesus as a friend Mm -hmm. and for today, and that it wasn't just this thing that we could experience after we died, Mm -hmm. like heaven. It wasn't just about getting to heaven that it was about living life with Jesus. And when that happened, my whole world changed and my motivation changed. A lot of my actions didn't change, um, but my motivation changed and abundant life became this thing that I understood in a new way. And I was a part of the ministry Young Life for several years in college and after college. And I didn't realize it then, but Young Life uses play and humor to break down barriers and to help kids experience God's extravagant love. And so God was just, you know, planting this in my life. And then I went, um, I I tried to become a missionary with young life but I was terrible at fundraising <laughs> and so really God just had other plans and um I knew I needed a year of fun after a year of working really hard and feeling like a failure I knew I was like God I just need something fun and I still didn't have that word play yet mm-hmm. but I knew what I needed I just didn't know exactly where God was going with this. And so I became a nanny and I moved across the country and landed in the Pacific Northwest where I still am. And after a year of just being a nanny and playing with kids, um, God put me in children's ministry. And that was where I started to be able to see ministry and play having really powerful impact on kids and teenagers and families as a whole when they were able to play together mm. and God just kept weaving my story on all these little side roads that it you know it felt like and um but then I started a preschool and I started to study and do research about play and I was like This is amazing. People in early childhood understand the benefits of play for children. These benefits would help us teaching our kids about God too. Mm. And if we can teach our kids, the ABCs and math concepts through play, what would happen if we paired that with our faith? And the more I started diving into that, the more I saw this isn't just for kids. Mm -hmm. This is for all of us. And I love how you tied it to all of us being children of God, Mm -hmm. but Christ offers us abundant life. And multiple times throughout scripture, God talks about this complete joy that he wants to offer us. And I see that, that we can only experience that through play. Mm -hmm. And that's, Or we can best experience that through play. And so play looks like a million different things depending on how God created you. But I think the commonality is whatever your play looks like, it is an opportunity to experience abundant life and to grow closer to God.
0: Wow. That is so amazing. And I love how you reminded us how extravagant God's love is. And I also love that you you prayed for something fun. That must have put a big smile on God's face. I'm just thinking, you know, it's like we pray for so many different things, but how often have we prayed for something fun? And it's okay to have fun. Sometimes we feel like we don't have time for fun. You know, we have to be serious all the time and get things done. But I, I feel like it so ties into... The message of rest and the message of, you know, even Sabbath rest of having something that you're doing that's enjoy, enjoyable and fun, but also gets you into community. Right. Absolutely. Yes.
1: And the verb that's most often used with Sabbath Mm -hmm. is celebrate. They celebrate the Sabbath. And. I mean, think of all the festivals that God gave the Israelites. They were most of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were a few that were about, um, you know, kind of being more somber, but most of them were celebratory Mm -hmm. and celebration is a great way to play. And um, and it goes just, you know, like, as you said, it's rest. It is, which rest is just a break Mm -hmm. from work. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't have to mean, you know, sitting there doing nothing. God wants us to enjoy the world he created for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how it also brings about a picture of refreshment. You know, usually when we play, we will kind of hold off on that until we have a holiday or go on a vacation. You know, then it's okay to play. But it's something that we could actually schedule in. Right. That's important. So how did this whole kind of created to play start coming to fruition?
1: I was working at a church running um, the children's ministry and also a preschool that I had started at that church. And then I got pregnant with my fourth daughter. I now have five daughters, but at the time it was my fourth. And I was like, okay, God, it's time to go home. It's time to serve my family first and serve my family from my house. And, um, but I also had this heart for families and for moms especially and wanted to continue to serve them in some way. Mm -hmm. And I also, I have a, masters in youth family and culture from fuller seminary and i had just graduated like a year and a half and i was like god it would re- be really poor stewardship mm-hmm. if i you know spent all this time and money on a, on a seminary degree and then i just you know just use it for my kids mm-hmm. because i know god can do so much more with it and yeah. so i asked god you know what do you want me to do how can i be home with my kids and still serve your mamas. And at the time it was a blog. And so it started as a blog and, um, and then moved to mostly a podcast and it has just been a beautiful way for God to allow me to serve and minister my kids and my family from home, mm-hmm. but also feel like I am still serving the church, especially through the pandemic when, you know, things didn't look the way they normally do. Mm-hmm. I still got to have that privilege of serving others
0: through pointing them to him. Nice, That is so precious how it still was something that you continued to do. And kind of surrendered your education and everything to the Lord. And he said, well, just because you're home doesn't mean you're not going to use it. (laughs) Right? So, and he is such a creative. And we're creatives because he's creative and he created us. And so this whole thing, when I first heard you talking about it, I was like, tell me more. This is so good. Like, I'm trying to think, what do I do to play. I mean, I have, you know, I had the kids growing up and then now I have grandkids and but just kind of playing something. I mean, I don't know. I just I really have to think about that. I'll have to say I probably have an F minus in the area of play. So I need to work on that. And I just think it's fun. Like I I love games. Sometimes you know you have the families that love to play games, and sometimes you have the families that don't love to play games. You know, they don't want to play games. But my family usually loves to play games. You know, we'll play board games, or, I mean, I love doing charades, or Pictionary, and all those kind of things. And so just having an opportunity to do that is really cool. And I always love to volunteer for VBS every year, because I love serving in you know in ministry like that with kids but it's also fun for the adults I mean we're singing those songs in our heads for weeks after right (laughs) (laughs) years sometimes right (laughs) right (laughs) they really stick Um, they they're so cool but it is fun to always do that so do you have a specific thing that you enjoy doing when it comes to play
1: well for me research is my favorite way to play. I love to learn. Mm-hmm. So I am always reading multiple books at a time and audiobooks and listening to podcasts and reading academic research papers and that to me is just it's fun and it's playful and um a lot of people don't see that as fun. But for me, that is a lot of fun. But my girls and I also love dance parties and baking and, you know, those kinds of things as well. And I think anything that allows us to experience the goodness of God is play. So some days for me, I don't have a lot of time to do my own personal play. Mm -hmm. And I will just make a cup of tea and make sure that I still drink it while it's hot. Ah. And that can be play. Mm. And I call it micro play. (laughs) And it's anything that takes like 30 seconds to five minutes, but just gives
0: you that little boost of the goodness of God. All right. Well, that really clears a lot of things up. (laughs) So thank you for explaining that because I think I just went from an F minus to an A because I do... You know, I enjoy that too, you know, reading books, and I do, I'm a learner also, so I love to research. We were just talking about that in the staff meeting earlier today at church, and talking about, um, you know, different ways that we might grow closer to the Lord, and, you know, different other, different kind of spiritual um, things that we do, and I just, I said, you know, I really wish that I could have more time to do Like an everyday deep dive. You know, sometimes we just don't have that every day where we can spend like two hours deep diving, you know, into things. But that's what I really enjoy doing. So it's good to hear that play is not always what we think it is. Yes, yes.
1: And that is one of my favorite things when I talk to people about play and they have this idea of, oh. I'm not a good player. <laughs> and then I help them to see this new way of looking at play. And they're like, oh, I do play. And I think when we understand that we're playing, it can even like boost the energy and the, the closeness that we can achieve with God from doing that practice. Mm. And I think especially with a lot of moms, because a lot of moms think, oh, my husband is the playful one (laughs) because the dads, you know, are on the ground wrestling more often and that kind of thing. But then I'm like, well, what about storytelling? Do you tell your kids stories? Oh yeah. I tell my kids stories. That's play. And they're like, oh, and to see people light up, with realizing I'm already doing this. And if I'm a little more intentional with it, I can grow closer to God through what I'm already doing. It's like, so life-giving for me, like, you know, and I love, so I love seeing that spark in people.
0: Mm, Yep. I mean, that definitely is your jam. I can, I can tell that. And so I'm so glad that we had this conversation because we are definitely clearing up what our definition of play is and it may look different depending on the season that we're in um I have a friend Margaret and her her email is now don't email her but it's plays in the dirt and it's so cute but plays is like p-l-a-z or something so but it just reminds me that you know people who love to garden or you know do those kind of things I'm not so much for me but you know there are people who enjoy that and And love to play in their garden. And and you hear that term used with a lot of different things like that, like play in the garden or, you know. So I've never really thought about that. But now we can think a little deeper about it because we were created to play. And you also help families with being able to disciple and discipline their kids through this concept, right? Could you tell us a little bit? like about what that looks like? Yes.
1: So um, yes, I'm a parent coach certified through a ministry called Connected Families. And for the discipline part, when we are playful with our kids, it can bring power struggles down Mm -hmm. tremendously. And when we also are intentional to play with our kids one on one and we give them some control in that play, like, you know, we just say, oh, okay, like we're, we're playing, you know, say you're playing cars and first you're going to the movies, but then they change their mind and you're going to the beach and then you, they change their mind and you're going to the mountains. If every time you're just like, yes. Yes. Wherever they go and giving them some control that fills that need that, that kids have for control because so much of kids' lives is do this, go there, do this, put these on, we're going here now. And they don't have a lot of control. So in play, we can offer them safe control and then that can fill their little control bucket. And then It's easier for them to listen and hand over control in the things that matter. Mm -hmm. And they also feel loved and they feel seen and delighted in. And when we, you know, can, um, for me, I know that when I'm having a hard time, I like to put on a song. And it's this old country song, but my girls and I will put this on and I am able to remember that I like my kids <laughs> because sometimes I'm stressed out and trying to get out the door or trying to make breakfast or whatever it is. And I get overwhelmed and I can forget that I like and delight in my kids mm. and Playing with them in the moment reminds me of Zephaniah 317 of where God sings over us because he delights in us and being able to play in that moment with my kids can bring me back to this place of, oh, yes, Mm. I delight in you. I like who you are. I like spending time with you and I can lean into God for patience in this moment. And so play helps me. Play helps them, and it also just builds those bonds and the the connection that we have, which then makes discipline easier as well when they know that you love them and that they can trust you.
0: Wow, that is so cool, and thinking about how play, how you're describing it, it's like it softens our hearts toward one another, one another, I can't talk, one another, and toward toward God you know he just like it's an endearing kind of thing and when we were saying earlier giving the kids the ability to feel like they have some control over something in a play time which then they might so it probably helps when they have to yield to a parent's control of certain things that they have to follow knowing that well when I play I get to make the you know choices and I get to do this and that so that's really an interesting and cool concept to think that through like that I really like that a lot and is that because I know you just finished working on a manuscript is that kind of where your book goes or what tell us a little bit about your book so this first
1: book um I already have my second book and in my Mm -hmm. head you know and an outline. But the first book is more about communion. And so instead of discipline, the first book leans into discipleship Mm -hmm. and using play and that same concept of, as we play together, we grow closer together. If we play with God, then we will grow closer to God. Mm -hmm. And um, so it leans into the play for discipleship. And we look at communion From the Old Testament and all the way into today and what God has offered to us through this simple meal of bread and wine and the way that we can playfully and in our kids language and in age appropriate ways for them, invite them into the story of bread and wine that God invites us all into. That
0: is really beautiful. And I I just love how you have this next book in your head too, because it seems like it's going to be a series of disciplines that will like need a whole book on its own, you know, to be able to share with other people. And so we can look out for that book coming out. And so I would love if you would share with a listener, how they can connect with you and some of the things that they will find when they go to your website, which is created to play.com. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us more about that joy, how they can connect with you there. Uh, So my website is for
1: parents or church leaders who want to disciple and discipline their kids using play and connection. And so the the website has lots of different um, opportunities. There is a blog with other ways to play and disciple your kids. It also can point you to the podcast, which is where most of my content is. There's um, recently I did a, a series on patience which was so good, even for me. I mean, just the way God speaks to us. I know you have had this experience of the way God works in us as we, you know, record these podcasts for others. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but so there's the, the podcast, there's parent coaching, and I also love to work with churches to help them to equip parents, but also to bring play into their children's ministry. Mm. Because often in church, and I've been a church leader, so I know this from experience, we can confuse entertainment with play. Mm. Where entertainment is passive and we're just trying to keep the kids engaged and busy, Mm. but play actually allows them the opportunity to think and to be active and I love to help churches to bring that active play into their children's ministry programs.
0: Nice. Okay. So parents and church leaders get uh, got on board there and I'll have that link in the show notes so they can find you. And it's just, and you have a beautiful website, I'll have to say. And um, and I was present when that photo was taken. <laughs> Of you, I think, in the front. It's really beautiful. And so I'm excited about this and looking forward to the book when it comes out. So I'll be happy to promote that too so everybody can can find it. But the best way for them to do that is to go on your website and get on your email list, right? So that they can find all the updates because you'll be sharing that with your yes. subscribers, right? So, Yes, absolutely. And if you sign up...
1: There are um, 17 free blessings, like table blessings. So like the Johnny Appleseed, the doxology, there's even a baby shark blessing that I wrote for my kids a couple of years ago. And you can download all of those. We laminated ours and we use them every night at dinner. And I know Lots of families and preschools around the country are using them. and it's just a fun way to bring gratitude and some simple truths about God to the dinner table in ways that really connect with your kid's heart.
0: Wow, that is so fun. And it's just amazing because it helps have conversation at the dinner table because I think more and more families are trying to get back to where, you know, you have the meals together because sometimes, crazy schedules and all of that. But it's so important to sit down with your family and, you know, and have this time and then these resources. So when they go to your website, where would they click to find those? So that's at created to slash free dash blessings, mm, free blessings. Sounds amazing. <laughs> so wonderful. Well, I will have that, you know, in the show notes at doriswift.com. So everybody can check that out. And I just really enjoyed this so much today. I think I've smiled through the whole entire episode, <laughs> which is good for thank our you, face too. muscles, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but I enjoyed it so much. And you are such a joy, Joy. You certainly are. And so thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your heart and message that God has given you regarding play and um, redefining what we might think play is. And so we can we can start thinking about it from a new perspective. So thank you for that, friend and sister. And, um, and yeah, I would love to have you back on again.
1: Thank you. I would love to. All
0: right. Well, we'll look forward to that. And in the meantime, God bless you and your family and your ministry. And we will talk soon. All right. Thanks, Doris. I hope you were really encouraged by today's conversation. And I hope that you remember to take time every day to play and just enjoy Jesus and hang out with him. And I am so thankful for Joy's ministry and how she loves to connect moms with ways that they can engage their children in play in order to draw them closer to Jesus and to disciple them and to remind us all that we were created to play. Such an important message. And I have the link in the show notes so you can connect with Joy on her website and check out her podcast and all the things we were talking about today and keep up with when her book comes out. And friend, I would love the opportunity to talk with you about speaking at your next women's event. Now, maybe you're not the women's ministry director at your church, but you could let her know that I am love to come and encourage women and have them walk away with inspiration and some kind of transformation that God will do through the words that he gives and I'm booking now into 2024 would love to have that conversation so check out my page my speaker page at doriswift.com and you can also find me on womenspeakers.com and look for my profile there and let's connect friend I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.